Jeez, Dad, not the car again. Oh, happens all the time with old Betsy. Have you checked out Carvana yet? They have thousands of cars for under $20,000. But do those thousands of cars have personality like old Betsy? Betsy's held together by tape. And there are raccoons living in the engine. It's a family car. Uh, there are flames on the hood? Ah, custom paint job. No, Dad, the car's on fire. How many cars did you say Carvana had? Visit Carvana.com to shop thousands of cars for under $20,000. We'll drive you happy at Carvana. The Spurs fans leaving after 35 minutes. <laughs> when Arsenal knocks on the door of players, it's a different knock than other clubs. Slap, slap, slap. Les différents podcasts de frappe. Arsenal have been through their mile and a half of pipe like Andy Dufresne in the Shawshank Redemption where you have to see the light at the end of the tunnel. El podcast de golpe diferente. But Arsenal are going through their pipe, like I say. We'll be back. The Different Knock Podcast. Maybe we'll have a good surprise for you. Welcome back to the What Do We Think of Tottenham? Shit! What Do We Think of Shit? Tottenham! Thank you. That's alright. We ain't Tottenham. You can sing that now, lads, because we're actually playing Tottenham, not fucking Wimbledon. What a win. What a win. Brad's on the rose. I'm on the squash. Arsenal 3, the one. One. Unbelievable. Unreal. Sensational, mate. Fucking sensational. Beautiful. Mikel Arteta's Arsenal, best team in the world. Uh, All the usual. Going to win the uh, Champions League. Yeah. Boom. It's RIP heavy D. It's the rewrites of every narrative post every game. That's that's what you just constantly rewrite the narrative every game. I could feel Sky trying to push us. It was just Spurs being bad narrative the whole yeah. way through the game. They were really trying. They were really trying, but Tony Adams and the Shield and it didn't help them. So uh, yeah. Speaking speaking of Tony Adams, how he the speaks fuck? some shit, doesn't he? <laughs> what is he on the about? He speaks some shit. He said Ben White was twenty one. Isn't. Said uh, said his concern. Oh, he said Rob Holding was better than Ben White, and he also said his concern about Tomiyasu is that he might not speak English when he did his fir- when he has ne- the bl- when Tomiyasu has never lived in England and has never worked in England and as a twenty two year old man came over from living in Japan and Germany and, and maybe some other places and gave his first interview in English. Don't don't worry, mate. It's fine. <laughs> Honestly, don't worry about it. <laughs> Speaks better English than fucking Tony Adams at this rate. <laughs> oh, Brad, what a day. Welcome back to the Different Not Podcast. We appreciate you being here. Strap Thank yourself you in for some much. fun. Let's fucking go. This is going to be a good one. I'm really looking forward to this. I'm really looking forward to it. Oh. What a win. Uh, Arsenal 3, Tottenham 1 at the Emirates. Uh, we'll start with a word of the game. Why not? Brad, kick us off. Desire. Is it desire? I made notes throughout the whole game. And at the end of the game, to kind of conclude what my thoughts were, was that it was the desire to win that helped us win today. Second balls, duels, they weren't beating us in any aspect. Up until the point where we just let them have possession, you know, after the 55 minute mark, there was a there was a definite shift into with three 0 up. Let's not get out of second gear. If we attack, we attack, but we're not going to do it with a lot of verve and energy because the game's pretty much won. But that first thirty minutes, where there was well, I, don't, I think it was thirty nine minutes, the third goal was just there was so much energy and and like passion as well. Like there were moments like uh, there's a good save from Ramsdale from a cane shot. You know, one thing that I'll give credit for is he's quite good at taking sneaky little shots with not a lot of backlift and keepers aren't really set ready for the shot. And he got down well, saved it. And then Tommy Asu does well to just clear it out. And both of them I grabbed together and they're like, yeah. And I think that's it. There was just an obvious desire that uh, the team wanted it today. And I think there's a few points around that. One, why hasn't that been there for the for the whole the whole season, really? 
um, because it needs to be. That's the that's the bare minimum basic is that you should want to win. But to see that today from the lads, it just got me so pumped up, so excited, and and, and this is the best I've felt since probably the FA Cup game. Yeah, you know the the three one Chelsea game was good because that was the end of a horrific run, but the elation of being three nil up after thirty nine minutes against Spurs, ah, oh, it, it's comparable to winning that FA Cup for me. I was so, yeah. and, I, and that shows how fucking depressed I've been about Arsenal Football Club. <laughs> Club. But it was, ah, oh, unreal. Yep. I'm torn between a few, mate. I, I've got, I'll, I'll go for domination because it's two Ds and um, there's a double D joke here, which I'm just not going to make. We're, we're older than that. Um, <laughs> uh, look, the the pure juxtaposition I think we said we said this on our Instant Reaction podcast, uh, which is out now for patrons, uh, which we'll be doing after every game. So go uh, go listen to that if you fancy it. Um, yeah, just the pure juxtaposition between the team that we were and now, the team that we are today and that Spurs aren't. <clears throat> the juxtaposition in the energy in the Emirates. Uh, maybe juxtaposition should have been my word. This is fitting more into the category. Uh, the juxtaposition between the Emirates now. Ooh, journey. And, and the Emirates then, the yeah. juxtaposition between the players, uh, how much the connection is there um, now compared to what it was, say, six months ago. Looking back on even this time last year and this time this year in terms of you know how Arsenal are playing, it's absolute night and day. There's a real sense of uh, pride coming back into the Emirates and a real sense of pride coming back into the players and a real sense of pride coming back into representing Arsenal and what that means. Mm. And I think as a fan, that is so exciting to see because that's not happened for years at this point. And I see yeah. people like Ramsdale and, you know, call me emotional, but it's the North London derby. Like, when else do you get to do this? Call me emotional, but watching someone like Emil Smith-Rowe say this was the best day of his life, watching Aaron Ramsdale cheeky smile to the crowd 60 minutes, Watching Aubameyang, like in the, like the 85th minute, high press, high press, high press at 32 years of age on a big, long contract. You know, we, we were playing, well, we were meant to be playing five aside, right? Uh, but we ended up playing three aside. Like, it was a weird way we ended up playing. But one joke that me, you and Chris always ha- were saying, uh, who's a friend of ours that we play football with, was we'd shout high press in a Scouse accent and just fucking run at them. And that's what it felt like. It just felt like it was never ending. Yeah. And I think you're so right about like the joy and the love. Like the last Arsenal player that I really loved for me, I think was Ozil. And even by the end that had turned a bit sour and I was ready for the saga to close. This is the biggest 180 I think I will ever do. But I fucking love Aaron Ramsdale. And there's a certain amount that that brings to the club actually have like there was there wasn't a single player last season other than maybe Saka at points to a level and don't get me wrong I love Bukayo Saka but there is a certain amount of like cheeky lad energy that you get from Ramsdale that I just fucking love him mate and I that gives you something especially when you're watching and yeah you're you're absolutely right in what you say it's been such a journey from where we were to where we basically are hopefully going you know this is only one result but it's a good one. I look around and I see that. I see that. <clears throat> I look around and I see that desire. I see that domination. I mm. see that juxtaposition. I see that like that will to win. There was a cut, like a few moments that now stick out in my head. It's like a Bamiyang high pressing at the end. It's this moment where Kane is in on the left channel and the ball comes and Tommy Asu, I think it's Tommy Asu, goes out to get it. Uh, as in, yeah, on, on uh, in like our right back slot. Tommy Asu goes out to get it, and Ben White blocks off, blocks off the, uh, the 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 channel to Kane. There's a moment where uh, I think we talked about it in the instant reaction as well, where Tommy Asu the ball comes through uh, the Kane the shot from Kane that you you referenced comes out to Tommy Asu. He gets rid of it um, and stops Son getting in front of it, and Tommy Asu and Ramsdale have a moment and have like a yes, good work kind of thing. There's even mm. a moment where Gabriel heads the ball out of play and Ramsdale shouts and says, yes, yes, Gabriel, love that. And there is a domination and a feeling of 
togetherness that is coming mm. and building in this team. And that is all I ask. That is all I ask because yeah. these things are free. We talk about this all the time on the podcast. These things are free and you don't require oil barons to, 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 to cash cow you into these positions. You just require no. some good characters and good, le- and good leaders. And that's what we've got now. And I think, and, and what's most exciting is this is a young team. This will grow. This will develop. And, you know, we've got to make sure it stays together. We've got to make sure we develop it in the right way. But wins like this will build character. We'll build moments. We'll build memories. We'll build the idea that in the Emirates this, this afternoon, watching what happened, I've had texts off people saying that was the best, best atmosphere I've ever experienced. Like, you know, saying, you know, that was top, top, top level. There's a lot, lots of conversations around people who go to the Emirates a lot saying, basically, there's a different energy. There's something building here. Mm. I said a few weeks ago, um, uh, after the Man City thing, that this was the end of something. And I think I figured out what it was. It was the end of that type of mentality being accepted. Because those players, mm. we haven't seen them since. We haven't seen them in the Premier League and we're not going to see them as first. They might might have to play a few more times because of, you know, you know, fixtures Injury, or whatever. Or injuries. Fixture list, yeah. But it's the end of that being acceptable. And you see the passion on Mikel Arteta. You see him, those pictures of him just fucking punching the air at the end. That's what we love. And we can talk all day about tactics yeah. and setup and stuff and we will. But that is the key ingredient key ingredient and if there's one thing that Mikel Arteta knows it's difficult derbies played in the old firm Merseyside derby uh, the derby which is quite heated in Spain for Sociedad uh, played in the North London derby if there is one thing that that man really gets is the passion of a really serious and heated derby right I think I agree with you there is a real togetherness in the group but there is one quick thing I would like to mention and that's the comments from an earlier press conference from Mikel Arteta because I think that there is a real important step to take forward to build this togetherness not just with the players and the team but with the fans as well. Can we come it to that news and views? Can we come to that news and views? Because oh, I really want to discuss that. I really want to discuss that. But I'd, yeah, love, sure. I'd like to talk about it in news and views because I think it's important. Absolutely. I think it's a, a, a slightly separate conversation, but I do understand why you bring it up now. Yeah. Um, yeah, we will get to that. Let's l- listen out for we'll, it news we'll, and views. We'll it's come a, back to it. It's an interesting, it's a really interesting comment and I'd love to discuss it with you. Okay, so let's get into the sort of nuts and bolts of the game then. Um, oh. So the team, uh, Jackie came back in as predicted. I'm pretty sure I predicted a 3-1 and you predicted a 2-1, but we'll have to go back and listen to it. I'm Listeners on the podcast, sure. uh please tweet us who predicted what because we tried to find it before we started recording and we couldn't. So uh, let us know. I'm going to go 2-1 Arsenal. I'm going to go 3-1 Arsenal. Xhaka uh, came back in uh, and it was a really... What's really nice now is, again, part of this kind of uh, sense of something building and a sense of something coming together is a feeling that a lot of the team starts to pick itself. The back five picks itself. That that happens now. We know what the back five is. This, this was a big, this was a big moment. We, you know, we spoke about this, I think in the last episode where Mikel had, um, and less to a degree with Xhaka, because we obviously don't have a phenomenal amount of talent at central midfield when it comes to first team starters, whatever you think of Lukonga's ability. He's still very, very young. He's played four games in an Arsenal shirt. So the Xhaka Lokonga one was obviously more of a conversation. Do you know what I mean? It was it was less set in stone about whether this was the case. But he had a big decision in goal and he made the right one. Because at points, Ramsdale won us the game today. Yeah, that save from Lucas, and mate. Whoa, the save hell. from Lucas, uh, the save from Kane. Um, I know it wasn't what he meant to do, but uh, the the pass to Xhaka, if it's on, as in if it's um, if it's weighted correctly, it's the exact pass that's needed for Xhaka to to turn and and set, you know, Smith Rowe loose. Um, or about I, I can't, yeah, um, yes, Smith Rowe yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember which one. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, g- genuinely that, and I, I wrote down on my notes, he's taken us up a massive level by doing the basics of football, like releasing the ball quickly, uh, just picking passes into that kind of zone 14 or into the middle, like just into different places that aren't just to one centre-back. 
to because a lot of what Leno does is gives it to the ball playing centre back, whether that was David Luiz or, or Ben White, and have them do the distribution. And by that point, the angles are closed. And he made the right decision. And I think if you'd have, if you'd have offered me, I, I had to take one of those things: Xhaka starting or Leno starting. I think I I would 100% yeah. Yeah. have taken this way. And I think that whatever you think of Granit Xhaka, you have to give him plaudits for his performance today. Yeah. You really do. He makes that second goal with his body movement. Definitely. I um, Yeah, I, I, hear what, I hear what you're saying about the the choice between Leno and Ramsdale. For me personally, I think it picks itself. I, I don't think there was any risk of Leno, Leno starting. And I think it's exciting that we have that kind of forming. Also, um, But I think the two others are probably Pepe's inclusion and Jacker's inclusion. I think what's nice mm. is we have a we have a team now. We know nine out of eleven of the of those players. And imagine saying to us a year ago, we're gonna know nine of our eleven. We we had no idea. Cedric, Bellerin, Maitland Niles could have been a right back. We could have had anyone of holding Mari, Ch- Chambers, Gabriel, uh David Luiz uh, uh, in goal uh, in goal at uh, centre back. <laughs> we really no, we, well that would that would certainly would have made my point. But um but you know what I mean? Like yeah, no. like we we really we really shifted yeah. around and there was I think it's a bit basic, basic to talk about, oh, you haven't found your, your right first eleven, you know, you don't know your best team. But I think there's a basic kind of if you don't know your best group, that's an issue. I think first eleven, I I I still maintain that there's there's an element of in and out and you want Smith Rowe for some games, you want Pepe for some games, you want there's a bit of a kind of an interchange of a, a couple of pieces to, to to sit in and out. But we've got a basic, mm. uh, I mean eight or nine certainly players who you'd go, yeah, those are our starting for us. And I think that benefits us so much. Absolutely. And I think that all of the decisions were correct today and that's been borne out in the result. Yeah. And I think this is our this is our starting eleven from now on. I think Pepe's career at Arsenal for me is now over unless he can transi- transition himself into a left winger. Saka needs to be on the right from now on. That is his position. It's his best position numbers wise. That's where he gets his bet, kind of gets his best performances. You know, he's one man of the match for England there. That's where he needs to be. And that's really unfortunate for Pepe. It really, really is. But we didn't pay anything for Saka. So, and Saka's worth easy 100 million right now if we stick him on a new long term contract easily. With, the, with youth on his side, the man is 19 years old. He's, he's 20, actually. Oh, he's over the hill. 20? Um, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Sell him quick. Sell, yeah. Um, yeah, mate, and, and we saw, like, we saw on Wednesday what happens when you put Saka on that right hand channel. He created mm. the, the the second two goals, like the the last two goals. Like, he is elite on that side. The way he receives the ball, the way he can tuck in. He he had a shot which Lloris had to save. He's he's incredible on that side. He's he's only going to get better. And I think you're right. He's found that position, and that leads me on to another thing, which I think really benefits us that everyone's playing in their best places. Another thing that was, mm. was slowing us down last season and slowing us down a lot is we've now got, and Arteta has talked about this before in the Spanish media, he wants specificity in each position. He wants he wants different things in different positions. And I think we've had to sort of deal with make-do situations. Saka playing at left-back, Saka playing on the left, Smith-Rowe playing in different positions. Uh, you know, certainly Erdegaard having to be on that right wing sometimes. Uh, mm. Different players at right-back. He knows he's got what he wants in those positions now, and therefore those can settle and people can be in their best positions. Saka is best on the right. It just looks right. His body looks right. Those balls out from uh, those balls from Ramsdale out to the right hand side, where Saka uses his body to to collect it and, and play it off. Like every player in their specific role, and I don't want to again. I think positions a bit reductive in their specific role looks comfortable and that's a huge Mm. deal that's a huge deal and someone like Pepe I still don't know what his best position is I'm very clear where Odegaard is best the 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 situations in which he is best uh Mm. sort of you know he 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 can do that lovely thing where he can create overloads in the midfield he can push up a bit further he does that lovely cut back and sort of hits it round sort of a sort of a sweep round um from the right to the left you know, it's clear where where he fits in, and everyone's starting to fit in and slot into those things. And I think this should for, be our starting eleven. Yeah, from and, now and, on and, with and occasional and, rotations in certain positions, and forming that is 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 so mm. key. Is so key, and I think you know, you look at the likes of Villa last season. You know, what what having a very settled 
starting 11 did for them. It's clearly settled back for Martinez, Concert, Mings, Cash and Target. Like that was just it. And they knew that. And it provides you benefits. And then they, you know, changed mm-hmm. out Douglas Louise and McGinn and, but Grealish would always play. Watkins would always play. I'm just naming the relative team. You, you know what I mean? Like that, that, yeah. that security has a lot of benefit, especially for a team in our position who aren't in Europe um, and, and don't have, you know, millionaire, billionaire owners. Well, we do. We don't have billionaire owners who will invest um, to uh, to do large, that. So I think it's, large sums of money. Yeah, I think it's really important. Um, so, firstly, I thought I want to highlight Ben White. I thought Ben White was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal today. Both going backwards and coming forwards, I thought he sprayed some lovely balls over the top. I thought he sprayed some lovely balls into midfield. Spurs were kind of sat in that compact block of the six with, you know, Ali, Ali, Son and Kane sort of shifting over, trying to stop us getting into the midfield. White bypasses that. And and we know that. But the bigger part mm-hmm. of the game that I was more impressed with today was his defensive side. He steps oh. out into midfield. He takes the ball off Kane, gets tight to him, gets close to him. It's what Chelsea do. They step out early. They get out early. And it was so nice to see White sitting And they do out. it with the security of three centre-backs. Exactly. And he's doing that with the security of one. Exactly. And he's stepping out. He's stopping the balls coming into him. And what I love most is once he's done that, if the ball comes back, Gabriel's there. It's almost like we have a sort of uh, a pendulum where White will sit in front and he's got the recovery pace to get back. And if it goes back in, Gabriel takes over. He's got the physical presence. He can get the ball away. Mm. And I thought the pair of them today, and Gabriel had some nice nice uh, distribution as well. I thought the pair of them were, were sensational. Absolutely. I think, uh, like we mentioned in the, I don't want to mention it or like go back to it too much for the want of making our viewers think we're pushing them towards our Patreon. But we mentioned it in our, our It's almost our like we instant, are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we we mentioned it in the instant reaction that there is a great partnership forming there that does complement each other well. They both have very different elite points of their game, but then but they're they're the opposites of each other pretty much. But then Gabrielle's passing ability is also very good, and especially on today's performance and you know the performance of Burnley, Ben White kind of defensive performance is also very good and that's what you need and ha- having the security of Takahiro Tomiyasu on the right hand side of Ben White as well is, is is sensational I think he's another one we need to give a shout out to there's one moment where he's trying to let the ball run out and I don't know who harries him but it ends up not being that situation so he tries to clear it, it doesn't quite get past so he just he wriggles out the other way and, and clears it long uh, I think it's about the 80th minute yeah Ben White, though, back to him. Oh, my God. And I think this is the issue that I have with Sky Sports News and the media. The, the, the fake news media. I knew you did that. The fake news sports media. <laughs> every time um, you say media, you do that. Every time. Every time. Um, so it's happened. Is that, that that won't get covered as much, which is a shame. Yeah. Because there should be an absolute spotlight and, a, and, a, and, and tweets and clips going out on because he's English at the end of the day this is good for this country especially with you know you've got Maguire who's uh, at some point going to be on the wrong side of 30 and he's not a spring he's definitely not a spring chicken when it comes to pace Uh, Stones as well they're kind of reaching their peak years but they could age out at some point especially for a very physical running based game Mm. this is brilliant Um, Uh, yeah, it is the passing ability that I know, you know, a lot of conversations have been had about him versus William Saliba. And I don't think it's any detriment to Saliba. I think he's also had some great performances out in Marseille. Uh, but White coming in second season in the Premier League and being able to do this against people who would, you know, quoting that Harry Kane is the best centre forward in the world above Robert Lewandowski, above you know, Ronaldo through that centre, saying that they'd rather take Kane in finals and all of this shit. And for him to to pocket Kane. Yep. Kane did nothing yep. this whole game. Yep. At 21 years old as well. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, at 21. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, Kane's in Gabriel and Ben White's pockets. It, it, was, it, was, it was sensational. I just thought it's so important 
partnerships are where it's interesting actually um Nuno was inter- interviewed before the game and, and they they asked him what he was doing to sort of fix the attack and and, fi- and fix Spurs and he said forming partnerships I thought wow that's a really interesting way of putting it like a really interesting mm. thing to be focusing on and to be to be wanting to transmit that we're trying to form partnerships and I think we're seeing that all over the pitch one that's really underrated mate Erdegaard to Tierney oh mate Erdegaard and Tierney Erdegaard dropping back, Tierney providing the out ball. That happened, I want to say, six, seven times. It got us out and the crowd see it. They see it. They go, yes, we love that because Erdegaard knows that Tierney's always going to be there. He's always going to be fit enough to do those shuttle runs and he's going to be safe. And these are the partnerships that we want. We've got, you know, Mm. we've got the sort of the party over the top to a Bamiyang one that's starting to happen. We've got Saka and and Tomiyasu combining on that right-hand side. Some really lovely partnerships are starting to form. And yeah, I, I think I think Gabriel and Ben White are are, are two of the yeah top yeah. performers in this team, right? Well, now. I'd I'd say Gabriel, Ben White, and Ramsdale. That yeah. kind of upside down triangle of uh, of those can triangles three. be upside down. I mean, does it? Hang on. Yeah, I mean, because that would be the right way up, and that would be the would wrong it? way up. But that's still right, a triangle. Fuck knows. It's still a triangle, but it looks upside down. Wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it be like that? Or like that. It doesn't matter. Oh, <laughs> <fuck off>. um, <laughs> that triangle is, is you know, forming a great triumvirate. And uh, yeah, what, and the, Thomas Party's ball to Aubameyang is sen-fucking-sational. And one thing I did want to mention is the first touch of this team is getting a lot better. Yes. And I've noticed yes, that yes, yes, a yes, lot yes over the last two to three games is the first touch and the bouncing off, which is why I think it was so noticeable when that ball came over to Pepe on the right-hand side and it just fucking bounces off of him. It's it's getting so much tighter yep. and all it needed to be that one first touch to be a little bit better and then we're in and it's an opportunity for a fourth. Yep, yep. You know? Yep, oh. I, yeah, it was it was fantastic. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll come back to some, some, a couple of the players. I thought we were totally in control. Mm. Uh, and then the goal ca- happened. Uh, it was just gorgeous. And something that I, I absolutely love is a lot of the... We talked a lot on this podcast about positional play, juego de posicion, the stuff that Arteta is trying to, to build. Sorry, in. what? It's a juego de posicion. Um, <clears throat> you're the guy who does the French... You do French normally. You're like a, a Marseille. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Yes, we talk a lot on this podcast about that um, and the kind of choreography <laughs> that goes into that and the the kind of <laughs> the kind of the uh, the the rigidness that we've seen in the, in the choreography. Can and you the, tell we're happy? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted. To, I know you're talking about that. Point, I just but... want to take. Yeah, I just want to take five seconds to be like. This is fucking great. Yeah, what a, what a fucking day, mate. What a fucking day. All right, day. carry on with your point. Sorry, yeah. Third time lucky. Uh, sorry, mate. Yeah, that's right. Uh, tactics. <laughs> um, uh, basically the stuff he's trying to employ what I'm trying to say is it's been really rigid a lot of the time and a lot of our mm. criticism of Arteta's football has been that it's turgid and rigid and fine and well structured and we can see what's trying to be done but it's there's never any kind of incision and today I loved that we fucking counter-attacked we counter-attacked when there's players it's, it's really simple when the opportunity was on when the opportunity was on when there's more Spurs players in our half it's probably a good time when we get the ball to go forward. Sounds crazy, guys. Yeah, who'd have thought? Do you know what I mean? Like, there's less people defending. Like, you know, and these, <laughs> what, like, it's so simple. But I, I love that. And I love that we, we've yeah. kind of, we've started to do that. And I think, you know, like, we, we I think we're starting to see, <laughs> keep referencing the instant reaction. We need to not do this. Just constantly talk about, yeah. what's in the instant reaction? But it's, I think it's a good point. It feels like we've been slowly, like, affixing a tap to a to like a, a water source and it's been stiff and we're slowly getting a bit of traction and we're getting bits of water coming out and I hope we can get a full flow at some point. What a lovely metaphor. Mm. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah, listen. Uh, and the goal was was fantastic. I, th- I thought Smith Rowe's... One thing I also, I think, to highlight is that Smith Rowe goal is, it's not the exact same position, but it, as in like all the same move and movement inside. But that's nearly a carbon copy of position that he scored his goal against Wimbledon from. And that's one thing I love to see players doing is learning what works and repeating it. Yep. And that goal, for me, 
not wholly, but in large part comes from playing Aubameyang at centre forward. Davison Sanchez and I don't know if it's Tanganga get drawn back to cover Aubameyang in that six yard box. And then Sanchez has a glance and sees Smith throw there, but it's already too late. The ball's at his feet and it's in the net. There's, there's now we are, it's, it is, it's exactly what you said. It's coming from playing players in their best position and having players across the 11 whose best positions are in that 11. So long we've had eight players in their best position and then throwing somebody in at right back or whatever. Whereas it now feels like we have 11 players who in those 11 positions are, that's their position. Mm -hmm. Yep. And uh, (laughs) fucking hell, Davinson Sanchez, who knows what his position is because Jesus Christ, he's a calamitous man. I think I've said on the podcast before, I'd actually quite rate him and I don't know what I was on about. Um, It was was good for a while under Parch, but just falling apart. But it's this whole Spurs team, mate. I don't think you can genuinely, you know, I'm going to keep shitting on Spurs, but I just don't think you can, they are not playing to the level that they are. And that's, they're, they're, they're falling apart, mate. The fucking wheels are coming off the Spurs bus and it's going to be a long, long rebuild for them. I think so too. Really long rebuild for them. Something we highlighted on the preview podcast was about the, the, their kind of weakness. I see it as a, a fullback. Um, and you know, they have a wingback, two wingbacks in Reggion and, uh, and, well, maybe maybe three wingbacks in Doherty, Royale and Reguillon. Certainly not like natural, yeah. natural de- defenders. I mean, Doherty, maybe yeah. a bit more of a defender. And then they've got a centre-back in Tanganga at right-back. So I think they struggle in those areas. And I, we just had them on absolute mm. toast, Tierney and Saka. And that's where the goal comes from as well, partly. Um, and, and one thing on, this, on the Smith-Rowe goal as well, which came to mind, which maybe isn't fair because it's just like man in an Arsenal shirt arrives late. But I did think shades of Aaron Ramsey. Like there's a part, there's a there's a sort of yeah. late arrival type thing that Smith Rowe's got that I really really like, um, and yeah, great goal. And, and then yeah, from that point, that. from that point, I think we just we just we just looked in control. We were in control already, but it, it you you felt as though more goals were to come. Um, yeah. Abamyang was working so hard, considering this is a guy who's 32 who had you know malaria, COVID, all those situ- issues last year. Feels like he's physically back on top of his game. He's chasing down people in the 85th minute, wherever it was. And credit to him because we Mate, look. Go back and look at photos of him post, post his malaria stint to now. Yeah, I remember. I remember like, thinking he looked quite quite gaunt. It's fucking mental. Like yeah. there's a, there's a. There's a definite physical difference there. And, you know, he's had malaria, coronavirus, the death of a close relative, I think. It was a death, the death of a close I relative. Think near, I think his mum was really close. Or the near, yeah. Potentially, yeah. I mean, traumatic like, regardless, yeah. Trauma, traumatic experience with a close relative within the space of a single season. And not only that, it was the worst season in Arsenal no history. No fans, you know. And Alba thrives off hopefully, that. Like you, you see, yeah, you see the haircuts. Like, yeah. yeah, hopefully we are getting back to seeing him at his best in that sense. Definitely, definitely. And, and I, and I, you know, credit to him today because we say in this team, you know, I'm bringing out the Tony Adams Sky Sports thing, but we need some leaders. But you know, we we have growing, there. we have growing leaders, and people like Aubameyang are the leaders. He's the captain, and to see him do that today, yes, it's his job, and you could Roy Keane it if we're going with the Sky Sports uh, theme here, but. But also he did do that. You know, he 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 stood up and he was counted today and, and fair play to him. Um before we scored the second, I did have a thought we need a son. We need a winger. But let's not do squad building now. But I just I do think we, well, yeah. someone like For Son left side. Someone like Son, I just think oh, fucking hell, we need a I don't like that. know though. I don't know. I think if we had a lights out centre forward who is just an absolute bagsman. Yeah, I don't think we need that. I think if we had Smith Rowe, Erdegaard, and Saka, and as they progress in age, each of them just ups their kind of um, what I would call active goal contribution numbers, like their goals and assists. By no one else calls them goal contribution numbers. I think you're no, 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 no. But as in like the the active, no. But as in like, I think it's important to notice the 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 not when you're like so much work was done today by Smith Rowe when he didn't score the goal. I know, know pre assists, shit like that. But as in just like the active stuff, the 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 pure numbers of it. If they up it by twenty percent, and then we get an absolute fucking lights out centre forward, 
I don't think we'd need it. Potentially. Because I think that that may, you would have so much creation for a, a, for a lethal striker and then three people in behind who could score, you know, six, yeah. seven, eight league goals a season. Maybe what I mean is like having that person, I think he, he dribbled down the left-hand side and had a shot, which Ramsdale saved. And I just thought, oh, we need someone who can have those moments in the game. Like, you know, the Kane shot where he just shot, like people who can just get those shots off and get a moment of separation, just mm. wallop it. Like those, we we need we need more of those pit players who are capable of those moments. Now, those players you mentioned, Saka Erdogan, Smith Rowe could become those, but I think we missed that from yeah, our team a little easily. bit. Uh, can we just firstly laugh at uh, the Spurs fans leaving? After thirty-five minutes, yeah, mate. This was this was on. Uh, this is this is. I wrote this down, right? I hope they were just going to get a cup of tea and calm themselves down. If you leave thirty-five minutes into a game, you're a prick. Yep. I don't like. What are you doing? Yep. You've spent eighty quid to be there. You've taken a ticket away from somebody else. Your team is losing. Like that. Those That's are the when moments. You need to support right? them. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I think that there's something to be said about the 12th man, the fans in some contexts. For example, the 80th minute or just after, when did they score? Let me just get it up. They scored in the 79th minute. So yeah, in the 80th, 81st Ooh. minute when, um, when we, that we'd conceded, blah, 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 blah. We needed the fans to G the players up because that is when they are tired and that is when there is an opportunity for collapse, right? That's when you really need the 12th man. But if you're not willing to stay for those moments when your team is getting battered, I know it's horrible. There are so many times last season where I just wanted to turn the fucking telly off. I I wanted to stop watching during the City game, for Christ's sake. You're just an asshole. Like, what are you doing? You're taking the opportunity away from somebody to be at a North London derby. Your team are losing. Okay, sure, fine. But like, stay there and support those players. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not a Spurs fan, so I don't really give a shit. But I just think it's it's just... We might, get over yourself. We might be getting it's into... Game. We might be getting into telling other people yeah, how to telling fan people how territory. To but yeah. but I do... I, I personally agree. Maybe I wouldn't say it to them personally. I just, but, yeah. I, I, but the thing is, I, I just don't understand what that achieves in the sense of we telling people to be less... Um, to to support the regime more, even though they have concerns. I, I, I think that there's a conversation around that. Leaving early doesn't achieve anything. All you do is you've wasted your own money and you're now not supporting your, your yeah. team. Perhaps they'd argue that, that it sends a message because we, we've noted it and it was noted on Sky Sports. Maybe, I don't know. But I mean, it's not like, it's not like the, the Spurs... It's not like the Spurs executives think, yeah, we had a really good game today. That went really well, Johnny. <laughs> like, so yeah, I, mean, I don't think you leaving is going to make that much of a difference. Um, yeah. Uh, Party wants that long shot goal, doesn't he? Oh my God. I, I want it. He almost gets it. It's good save It's going to be a fucking screamer when it happens. Everyone's oh, going to love yeah. it. It's fine. It's just going to be, it's going to be the, Ooh. it's going to be such a release. So nice. Uh, two goals. Uh, yeah. Ramsdale, but a bit of a hospital pass. Learned that from you. Um, and, uh, <laughs> unless you wrote it down. Uh, Ramsdale. Copyright. Yeah, copyright Brad Adams. Uh, Shaka, I think I stole it from someone as well. Probably Hugh Wizzy. Nothing new is new. Nothing new is old, Brad. Um, Xhaka saves it. And it's an amazing bit of combination from Smith, Rotini and Alba. Um, Alba, what a flick, mate. Round the corner. Smithrow, so lovely. Finds Aubameyang. And again, these are the combinations. They understand how to, they're starting to understand how to play with each other. It was, it was gorgeous. Absolutely. The second goal, uh, the third goal, sorry, it was another counter. All Saka. Mm-hmm. And we have to say, how has Harold Kane got two errors leading to a goal in the same goal? <sighs> Oh, oh Harold! Makes, oh, oh, Harold! He had a disaster class today. He, he didn't. Did he want to be there? I don't know. He doesn't want to be there, mate. Well, he, no, he literally doesn't want to be there. <laughs> he literally doesn't he want to be there, us. mate. <laughs> we've got. We've got to stop this Harry Kane top professional narrative. Yeah, we have got to stop it. The man stayed in fucking Disneyland for an extra week because he didn't want to turn up for training. Like, come on. Come on. It's, it's every, every time they he talk was about working for City well, with Gary Neville. Well, he's a top like, professional. Yeah, well, no, turn up, he's everyone not. else turns up for training properly. One, one thing that I find quite ironic, they call him a top professional, right? Have you, so we call him a con- consummate professional. Sorry, me and Alex just had a little conversation about whether to, to go down this road or not. Uh, 
But there's photos of him going around like with his with his t-shirt, his top off after the game. And he does not look like a professional footballer. Like he doesn't look fit for purpose in this, like, like you said, in the sense of like, he doesn't look like, and okay, it could be different bodies, different types, and he's still a sensational footballer. But there are just things I'm like, you could be fitter. You could be, you just physically could have more muscle on your body and be fitter. You know, it, 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 what, what is so consummate about twerking for Gary Neville, being unfit and then dropping disaster classes. Yeah. And, and like, I think because you don't want to be there as well. It's not he's yeah. dropping disaster classes because he's a bad player. He just obviously doesn't want to fucking be there. Yeah. Look, I as long as long as someone's fit for purpose, I think like body composition is something that I don't understand. But what I would no. say, what I would say is like I don't see him physically exerting himself very much, which is and, and mm. maybe that's not his game, but I do think he he could do it a bit more. Like he, you know, maybe he's not meant to high press, but like or maybe he's not meant to sprint, but I I never see it happen. Uh <laughs> you know I mean? like maybe he's not meant to run. I just I doubt it. Um <laughs> uh speaking of which, uh coming out in the second half, uh, Arsenal have only lost one Premier League match under Mikel Arteta where they have been winning at half time. Uh, when one nineteen drawn four lost one, which is re- a really really good fucking record and a really good sign. I do think we have a terrible record the, for the inverse, which we can discuss another mm. day. But we've we won the yeah. we won the North London derby. Let's not go there. We've um, discussed that before, mate. Yes, I did think uh, the we were doing really well in the duels second half. We kind of sat back a little bit more. Uh, I felt like the energy levels were coming down. Ramsdale coming out and claiming slowing it down was really really nice. Uh, Kane had a, just a lovely miss. It was so beautiful, so beautiful. Um, and I just, I just thought Tommy Asu just stole the show, mate. I think he's, yeah, he's absolutely unreal. And like, it's between him and Ramsdale for signing of the summer. And when you consider we picked up Martin Erdegaard for like thirty million pounds, yeah, that that's a compliment in itself. He's elite, those mate. two players. Are, he's elite. You consider for signing of the summer. He's elite. Yeah, sensational. Imagine if we'd signed Emerson. Yeah. Yeah. Close, sliding doors. Uh, I thought we were just off the pace a little bit. The Jacques, uh, the, the situation happened with Party pushing. Was it Huyberg or Lucas Moura? No, it was it was Moura into Jacques. Right. Um, yeah, and then uh, I, I yeah. felt as though they should kick it out, but I mean we should do better anyway. But anyway, they scored whatever. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's a real shame that Ramsdale's had to concede his first goal to a bit of scummy play and them not kicking it out because it was obvious that he was injured. Yeah. You know, you've got Mora stood over him, looking at him like, but why Why should we expect class from an unclassy club? Yeah, no, agreed. Uh, I think, uh, I thought the substitutions were really, really good for Maitland-Niles and uh, Nuno. I like that. I just think they were late. I think they were yeah, late. Yeah, I, I, I probably agree with that too, but I think I like the profile of them to basically take off your wingers, bring on two what would be wingbacks essentially and kind of have them do those those shuttle runs and chase after the ball, which is really nice, which Nuno, I mean, uh, he's just so funny. I love him. I think he's so funny. He just runs. It was a fucking left wing. He just runs after the ball. He's just like, (laughs) Um, uh, anything else? Tell you what it did remind me of the Chelsea game. Do you remember the three nil where they got the three one where they got a penalty which we saved and then they like had the ball in the net or something and it was like nearly 3-2 do you remember that the one the, the one on Boxing Day mm, it reminded me of that a little yeah. bit where the tides kind of turned um, and I still think there's some development it's game state it's game yeah, state isn't it there's some development to go in this team I think with that there's some development mm. of like seeing games out yeah and and I think it's it's seeing games out in a kind of measured and secure manner because I think we do we do tend to see games out I mean that stat proves we do but I think yeah. what it is is like it's more a kind of not giving everyone a heart attack and maybe it's a selfish kind of desire. <laughs> but it's that sort of feeling of like we could concede at any moment which c- comes in, which may be a kind of tr- like me projecting my Arsenal fan trauma onto them. Arsenal fan <laughs> trauma TV. Um, but the but I do think there's a kind of a, 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 a dominance from zero to 90 minutes that we can find and we can just be secure mm. and, and keep them at arm's length. The, the kind of thing that City do, but they just have incredible players. Yeah. Just one last thing to mention. I think it's really important to note the gamesmanship that we are starting to add yeah. that we did not have last season. Things like um, Aubameyang pushing, I think it's Larice or something yeah. when he, when he, when the ball's, when he's gone out for a goal kick or something, Chucking just the ball back. a bit off his keel. So he can't, 
uh, get the ball going quickly before we've got back into position. There's so many moments of that that I noticed in this game uh, that you need and that were brilliantly executed. And that is, again, another string to the bow of this team. It's the dark arts of the game. Uh, Brad, that was so much fun. I love doing that. Mate, Mate, fuck me. I hope it happens more. And I think it will. I think it will. I think it will. Like, I have such a good feeling about it. And I I feel very positive about this team. Something that I love is like, we're starting to like these players. We're starting to like mm. them. Everyone fucking loves Bukayo and Emil. They're singing Aaron Ramsdale. They're singing a Tomiyasu chant already. Like, there's a love for these players. And I think I think the likes... Absolutely. I think Erdegaard will... Just sore, mate. Absolutely sore. I don't think he's got the same sort of like off-field persona and on-field persona that that will kind of transmit as much. But I do think by the way he plays, um, he he's becoming. It's the same with Tommy Asu. Yeah, I think th- those two players will go massively under the radar because of their personalities. But they just get their head down, get the job done, and they're fucking great at it. Yep. Yep. Arsenal averaged the highest points per game of any team in Premier League history during September. How is that? Uh, we're 2.17 points per game uh, in September for some reason we're such a fair weather team this, and this is another development thing we are a fair weather team we under uh, Sunday afternoons on a sunny sunny London day we tend to do quite well so, I don't even think it's also mentality as well like when things are going good we're sensational when things are going bad we're horrendous it's the same thing that happened to Liverpool they lost one game at Anfield and then lost three on the bounce you know, mentality yep. is a big thing in the game and sometimes we need to do better at keeping a handle on it. Mentality. All right, Brad. Anything mentality else? Mentality I'm just proud. Yeah. I think that's... I, I am just proud. You know, it's not often that I've been able to say that I'm... I, especially in the last few years that I am proud... I was proud or am proud to be an Arsenal fan. Today is one of those days. It really is. We'll see you. After this. Oh, jeez, Dad, not the car again. Oh, happens all the time with old Betsy. Have you checked out Carvana yet? They have thousands of cars for under $20,000. But do those thousands of cars have personality like old Betsy? Betsy's held together by tape. And there are raccoons living in the engine. It's a family car. Uh, there are flames on the hood? Ah, custom paint job. No, Dad, the car's on fire. How many cars did you say Carvana had? Visit Carvana.com to shop thousands of cars for under $20,000. We'll drive you happy at Carvana. Welcome back to News and Views, where we give you all the news and all your views, but mostly ours. Just a quick reminder that if you do enjoy these podcasts, please subscribe, leave us a review, and you can support us on Patreon, where you get access to episodes... As if we hadn't mentioned that about 75 (laughs) times already! (laughs) Where you get access to episodes of The Instant Reaction, (laughs) as well as ad-free and filmed versions of the podcast for just £5 a month. And for one-time support, head to buymeacoffee.com, where you can... Buy me a coffee. The links are in the show description. Yes, Brad and I have started doing instant reaction uh, podcasts. So we're sticking them on the uh, Patreon. So if you think we were reactionary yeah. on this podcast, oh, oh mate, we <laughs> chat some shit. It's fucking brilliant. Tweet of the day, Brad, comes from at the false nine. Fella, do you know if Tommy Asu can play right back yet? At Sky Carvey. <laughs> If you didn't see this, uh, Carve, who works for Sky, basically, uh, there's, a, a there's a clip of him basically being like, I'm not sure Tommy S is very good. Uh, or he's been told by his, his sources, his Sky sources. Uh, at Adam Stovold says, the difference between Tommy Asu and Bellerin is staggering. I've been hugely impressed by Tommy Asu and looks like a very good signing. Ramsdale as well has completely proved me wrong so far. Has he proved you wrong, Brad? Aaron Ramsdale is currently my favourite Arsenal player. Love Tommy Asu today, but man of the match has to be ESR, but everyone played so, so well today. This is at Arsenal FC 1971. Thought Kane was going to get a pen at one point, suddenly, including last week. Uh, VAR seems to like us. So proud of the men and all women's team today. Women, uh, Arsenal women beat Man City women 5-0. Come on! Come on. On those penalties, I think what that was... The Arsenal one is a penalty, but it's not a penalty you get if you're 3-0 up. 
because refs don't want to ruin the game. And I think if Arsenal get that penalty, Kane gets that penalty. I really do. But I think what happens is because they didn't give the first penalty, they didn't give the second. So whatever Spurs complaints they may have that they should have had a penalty and blah, 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 we should have as well. It's literally because of the game state that neither of us got those moments. Yeah, no, I, I do agree. It's like there was a moment, I think there was a moment which we probably should have had a penalty and we just scored and it would have been so compounding. And I think, I think refs do have to consider that kind of stuff. It's like, it's like, like probably, no, they probably do consider it whether they should or not. I don't know. They shouldn't, but they do. It's like um, consistency is key. And there were a few really inconsistent moments from, I think it was Craig Pawson today, not giving that as a penalty, even though it would have ruined the game, quote unquote, or whether you think it would have, that doesn't matter. It's a penalty in the same way that the Kane one was a penalty yep. for me. You know, he doesn't win the ball. He does take him out. And again, Emerson fouls about six or seven times. Or it, that just might be the hyperbole in my head of thinking that he just fucking fa- was making so many fouls. I will, I will check it. But Lokonga makes, I think, two fouls and then gets a yellow card. And I was like, something's not adding up here mm. in, in the way that we're distributing these these things and situations. Yeah, no, I hear you. Uh, we were drawn versus Leeds at home in the Carabao Cup for the next round. Uh, and to lead us on to our discussion about supporters and fans. Uh, Gael Clichy has come out on Five Live and said, Arteta has so much knowledge and he had the luxury to learn from Pep, he told BBC Radio Five Live. I really believe in the long term, just going to position myself so I can see Brad's face, he ha- he could be the next Arsene Wenger. No one will ever be Arsene Wenger. He is quite young and I truly believe, given time, he will prove people wrong. So this is something that we talked about uh, a little bit not on the podcast. We've, we've talked about it between ourselves. We've kept it from you. We haven't monetized our conversations for once. Um, <laughs> uh, so this was comments that Arteta made in the week about uh, managing a North London derby in front of fans for the first time. He said, I can't, uh, to be fair, I can't wait to have that experience. Even right now, after such a long time without them, I've experienced some London derbies, but without supporters. And I'm saying supporters because I think that is the word to describe the people who are bef- behind our football club. What they have done in the last few weeks has been pretty special. They only want what is best for the club and it is very different to just being a fan. A fan and a supporter behave in different ways and what we've experienced in the past two games is pretty unique and is related to our history. It's people who respect and want to promote the values that have been instilled in this club by many people who have been in charge here. It is just a privilege to see how they they are able to understand the intelligence they have shown because it comes from the knowledge that they know about our history. They know what we want to do, what we want to achieve and they are fully behind the team. Very interesting quote. I hate this. I I think it's um is derision real work? Is a is word? fan and supporter gonna be the new Arsene Nose Boys versus Wenger Out Boys? <laughs> oh, it's no, I like I really hate this because here's the thing, right? Can we conjecture Claxon, just to say on this. Like I think, I think this all could be like reading too much into it. But I, having having heard what you're about to say, I think I think it's a bit it's a bit conjectury. Would you Would you call your own conjecture, Clax? I don't want to Warning. call it for you. Warning! Warning! I don't. Warning. He's not calling the thing it. Is, he's is, not calling the conjecture. It's Klaxon. not the first time he's made comments like this. It isn't, and it, 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 it's not the first time we've had this kind of conversation. And even if it is conjecture. I'm not talking about whether he means this. I'm talking about what the comments can be read into as. Because we as people... No, 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 of course. But this is an... I'm not... I'm just... I'm not... I'm not reading into it as conjecture. I'm just stating what could possibly happen and the issues that this could have for the club, right? A lot of people, whether he meant it or not, will read that as only the people that are behind me are true supporters and are smart people. That will create division within the club. And at a time when we're creating unity amongst the players on the pitch, it is important to create unity off the pitch within that 12th man, within those fans. It is unhealthy to create a situation where this morning, I said it to you, I don't like Arteta in the sense of, I I just don't like him very much. And it's, uh, call it a soft factor or whatever. 
that those comments started to make me actively dislike him and go, well, he's just, he's just being an arsehole. He's just being an arsehole because who is he to tell people who have spent 40 years supporting this club that they're not intelligent, they don't see what he's truly doing and that they're just fans, they're not supporters because they're not behind what he wants to do. It's arrogant, it's baseless. And that those comments actually go against everything this club stands for. Victoria Concordia Crescent, victory through harmony. This is di- this this is this creates disharmony amongst the people who you work for. It it actually angers me that the man has the arrogance and audacity to say these things. Because I I as much as I think you can say we're reading into this too much, it's very clear what he's saying. Even if he doesn't mean it in an offensive way, it is offensive. And it is unacceptable that he believes it's okay to come out with these things. Mikel Arteta could be gone in two months. Every fan of Arsenal should be, and hopefully will be fans, until the day they die. Until Dr. Death visits (laughs) Well, until Dr. Death visits. That is a big, big difference. Mikel Arteta is nobody to tell Arsenal fans how they can and cannot support the club. I don't agree. I, I, if, if he did come out and said the people that abuse me or abuse the players need to fucking act like supporters and not like fans, I'd say fair enough because abuse is not tolerated. But to say, oh, because you're not on board, you're not intelligent. It, 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 it angers me to the point where I, I, even though, even though we've won 3-1 and I loved seeing the passion on the touchline for him, I couldn't, I can't fully root for him. I can't. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 like, I really see your point. Like I really do. And I'm not, I'm slightly playing devil's advocate because it's a podcast. And if I just agreed with you all the time, it would be a bit, bit weird. Like I'm not, I, I basically agree with you. Do you not think though, and conjecture ahead, I will call the conjecture. Warning, guys. conjecture ahead. I think this could be a bit of a, I think this could be one of two things. I think this could be, Arteta genuinely not realizing what he's saying because he's also remember he's communicating not in his first language. Okay, but on that point, everyone calls him an intelligent man, and he himself speak, says he speaks six languages or whatever. Okay, but so but, there, but you there does get to a point where you have to go, and there's been no clarification since. Okay, but but no one's called him out on it. It's just something you picked up on. So no one's going. Bradley Adams had a problem with you. <laughs> like it's you know it's something we we picked up on together. The the the. So he, I do think that's important. He's communicating a second language, i.e. there's going to be bits of things. And sometimes, you know, he does he does misspeak and he does, you know, he's not absolutely perfect. His English is, is impeccable and a lot better than my Spanish. I'm not going to criticise it. But it is, it is it is also his second language. We have to understand that. I think there's two options. I think he could be genuinely just trying to compliment the supporters and trying to and trying to say, oh, I really appreciate the supporters, and I call them supporters because they are supporters. They've supported us, and they and they're so intelligent. They see what we're trying to do, and I appreciate it. I think the other option is a bit darker, and I don't really want to believe it. I the sort of road you're going down. I don't think he try and sow that division, but I don't know, and I believe there's probably two options, and want to believe that he's trying to genuinely compliment the supporters. But there is there is a naivety in that. Yes. Yeah, in in from him, I don't mean from in the you, way I he says it. Him. In the way he says it, I do agree. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a different I, I way you can take it. We can, yeah, I don't think we can also give him the excuse if he's speaking in a second language because he clarifies it. He speaks about it a lot. It's a long quote and comment, you know. And I think there's a lot of opportunity to to re- he. It's not it's not a, a one line answer to a question that you could go. Oh, okay, he might have just misspoke. It's a long thought out calculated comment to make right and i think that's why we can't give him the cop out of always oh, the second it's language. not a cop He's out wanted he, to he, say he, that. you will you will not be able to express exactly what you mean in a, in a second language as clearly and cogently as you do in your first language you just won't Ab- absolutely but it's not an off-the-cuff comment no i, I agree with that he's, it's clearly a, a thought he's had yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's a thought he's had and a long drawn out one where he's made the differences you know, he's gone this and this and this is in, 
it's not something that's off the cuff. So, okay, maybe it's not 100% a cop-out, but I think that that is something to bear in mind. This is a calculated comment. This isn't a a post-match press interview where he hasn't had time to think about this. This is a long-form answer to a question that he's obviously thought about. And on whether you think it's the darker or the lighter option, both options create the same thing. The lighter option just proves that he's a little naive because even if he is saying those things to compliment his supporters, call them your supporters. Don't call them the club's supporters because you are not the club. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And that's maybe, that's maybe again an instance where we can mention second language. I don't think he is outright trying to create division. I just think he's arrogant and that he thinks he can say what he wants and he'll be able to win everyone round in the end. And I just don't think that's the way the world works because now I don't actively root against him. I don't actively root against my team, but I am starting to find it difficult to, to, to root for him as in for him. I root for the club, but I look at him and I'm like, I don't like you because you are actively going against what this club stands for. Yeah, no, I, I, I do hear you. And it frustrates me. It really does. I do hear you. The only other thing I'd add maybe, and that's not to discount what you said, is is I think someone's probably had a word with him. I, I feel like someone had a word with him in the international break and asked him to be a bit more... Um, uh, not cheery, but a bit more positive, I think, he, or a bit more sort of um, appreciative of the fans. And, you know, he's doing selfies and stuff now, which he's never done before. I, I feel like something's changed. Interestingly, hashtag in the know, a friend of a friend works at a place in North London, which Mikel went to in the international break. And apparently he, he said he went um, and he said he was just complete, uh, Arteta was at his workplace and he served him. And he said he was just completely dead behind the eyes, like completely, like looked very, very stressed. And that was in, in the international break. I think these things do affect him. And I think someone's probably had a word with him. Uh, there you go, my intel on the ground. Uh, yeah, I think it's interesting. Well, let us know what you think, uh, listeners. Like, you know, I think it's, it could be read in many different ways. And and I also, do, I, I do think, think it's important. Is... I do think it is important no, to, it's... to stress. I, I, maybe you play it down a bit more than me that, I, I do think it's important to stress that it is his second language. I know what you mean, that he's clearly thought this out, but I think sometimes you can... Like, even in fucking English, I try and compliment someone and it comes out a little bit wrong. Do you know what I mean? So, like, it's... Mm. Yeah, I, I do think it's it's hard. I can't remember what I was going to say now. Okay. But fuck it. It's not important. We've just got... It's always important, Brad. Whatever you got to say. We've just got time, Brad. <laughs> For a little bit of Arsenal trivia. Uh, last time I asked you, name three sponsors of the EFL Cup other than Carabao over the years. So it's been running from 1960 to, and to 1960, 1980. It had no main title sponsor. But from there, it's had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight sponsors. The only one I know is Carling. Carling. You could surely remember the yeah. one before that. It's another C. Carlsberg? Oh, uh-uh. Man. Capital One. Capital One. Piss off. You could have had Carling, Capital One, Worthington's, Coca-Cola, <laughs> Rumbellows, Littlewoods, or the Milk Marketing Board. Do you know that what? One they need to get rid of this cup competition. No, but Brad, everyone, so everyone wakes up in dreams of, of winning the Milk Marketing Board Cup. Oh, it's, it's like this, so it's like St. Johnston's paint, paint trophy, isn't it? Uh, your question for next time is, Spurs have an official nickname and it's not the... <laughs> what is it? Spurs have an official nickname. What is it? Oh. Brad, I just want to finish with a brilliant letter that I saw. Okay. This is from 1913 to uh, the, the chief executive of Arsenal at the time. If you don't know your history... Arsenal moved from Woolwich. There used to be Woolwich Arsenal, Dial Square. There was a, basically a munitions factory that got together and made a football team. Started playing Plumstead Common. Moved to North London in 1913. Uh, I'm writing to you. Football team requested for North London. I'm writing to you with a view that you might consider moving your football club to our borough. Currently, we are without a professional team of note. 
and the local people are frustrated by the lack of quality soccer available to them in the vicinity. Some people are being forced to travel the long distance out to Middlesex to see Tottenham Hotspur play. But there are complaints <laughs> that North London should have a proper team. <laughs> I love it. I can be contacted at the address above. Spurs Sincerely. have been taking L's for years. Hundreds of years of L's. I, d- I just enjoyed that. I thought it was, it was a nice round off. Mate, they've won something like two Carabao, Carling, Worthington, Coca-Cola, Capital One Cups in the last 30 years, for fuck's sake. Martin Tyler said today, and it really pissed me off. Martin Tyler said today that they're like, they said something like about, about their traditional history. So like, what history? They haven't won the league since most people were alive. 1961, I want to say, was that well, last It wasn't colour TV, mate. Even Mate, even Martin Tyler wasn't my commentating. My parents weren't alive. Even Martin Tyler wasn't commentating. That's how long ago it was. My parents, my parents weren't alive when Spurs lost. A whole generation have gone. Brad, they've lived their lives. Brad was just a twinkle in the milkman's twinkle of the milkman's twinkle of the milkman's eye. <laughs> As was I. Uh, listen, Brad, what a pleasure that was. Always, mate. This is this is Always. what I fucking dream of. Do we mate. finally? Oh, How good is Jesus. this? Uh, do we finally want to talk about your performance in Five Aside today? Uh, I can't finish for shit, but I'm good at passing the ball. Yeah, you're. you're I got a couple of assists. Your finishing was uh, I'm good with my feet in that sense. Fin- my finishing was subpar. It was subpar. <laughs> I'm playing goal, mate. <laughs> that is I'm playing true. Goal. That is true. You, you're a good. Do you know and I mean? you're a very I'm good goalie. I'm used to either. I'm used to either doing. I've got. I've got a decent pass along the floor. Yeah. Or I'm used to like smacking balls, chip balls and stuff yeah, like that. Ramsdale. I'm not used to trying to fucking shoot a goal. I feel you. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, you're a very good goalie. I enjoyed it though. It was fun. I enjoyed it. I'll, uh, yeah. we'll just... We should play more like that sometimes. That was, that was we'll fun. We'll just push you further back next time. Uh, listen. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'll, believe the, I'll be the deep lying playmaker. Yeah, the, the Perlo of the team. The British yeah. Perlo. Right. Uh, thank you so much for listening to us. We appreciate that. Uh, Keep subscribing. Keep on believing. Keep it different, Knock. We've got a fun episode coming on Wednesday. I think we're doing. I think we're doing a profile, but I'm not convinced of who we're doing. Uh, So that should be interesting. I will discuss it in a second. We will see. Uh, Right, Brad. Pleasure. Thank you so much for listening. As always, keep it different, Knock, and we'll see you later. Peace. Peace. Thank you so much for listening to the Different Knock podcast. Please hit subscribe or follow on whatever platform you're using. If you'd like to support the show, you can find us on Patreon and buymeacoffee.com, find us on Twitter at DiffKnock, and visit our website, thedifferentknock.com. Thanks. Podcast Network.